You're listening to Unapologetic Leadership, a podcast that focuses on reflecting on the work that we're doing as school leaders and challenging ourselves to grow within our experiences. I'm your host, Dr. Marcus Beelan. I'm a principal, a father of three, a husband, and I am driven by the passion of educating young people. I'm super excited about this journey of creating this podcast that will remain honest and practical. It's time to strengthen the pipeline of educators and school leaders and begin this journey of exploring unapologetic leadership. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me uh, today. I am excited to get closer to the end of the school year. Uh, This has been a school year Uh, Definitely one for the books is what they would say, and living life through a pandemic and leading a school, definitely not a small feat, uh, but a great challenge and a great success knowing that we made it through. I mean, this time last year, like we were thinking, how are we going to do this? What is this going to look like? And a lot of people are already thinking about what next year is going to look like, but very promising, uh, staying very optimistic about it, uh, but the focus is just maintaining uh, on Pushing through the year strong and finishing strong. And so it's just the encouragement of staff. Uh, We just came off of a great week for our staff. It was Teacher Appreciation Week. It was Teacher Appreciation Week all across the country. Um, A lot of businesses that give teachers discounts and really focus on celebrating teachers. And a huge shout out uh, to the teachers out there. I see you. I see the work that you're doing. I love the work that you're doing and knowing that you're on the front lines every day with our students to engage them, to encourage them, to motivate them, to push them through, especially in an unprecedented time that we are living in and still continue to uh, do you and, and be you and have a family and, and live your life as well. I know that the sometimes the task may seem unsurmountable, but uh, as as teachers and as educators, you continue to push through. Uh, but just remember to take care of yourself. Remember to continue to push through. Uh, but uh, but you are the most important person to you, right? And you can't help anyone. You can't continue to do the work that you do and have the passion and drive that you have for kids when you aren't a hundred percent and when you aren't taking care of yourself. So dig deep. A few more weeks left of school for many people. Uh, continue to push and and just know that the end is coming. And we are going to continue to move through this together. Uh, Anyway, hey, this one's going to be real quick. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about school culture is like my biggest thing. And there's a couple of things that have really helped me understand the culture that I want to continue to build as a school leader, but also to uh, being able to focus on uh, the history uh, history is so important and understanding how your school came to be, uh, the, the stories that are there. Uh, when I joined uh, the school that I'm at currently, I started to walk around like I got there July 1st, right? I got the keys, you know, started walking around the building. I got a very large building. And so I decided I was going to take a trip and get lost because I walked in my office and I'm thinking like, all right, now I got the keys. I'm the principal. What do I do? Um, no one gave me a folder that said, Hey, here's how you be a principal or Hey, here's what to pick up on. Uh, my associate principals, they were out still on summer vacation. Um, so I had about two weeks to really just sit around the building and just kind of soak it all in. Uh, 
one, the reality that, man, I, I lead this building, had to pinch myself because it was a dream and a goal of mine to become a principal. Uh, and I didn't think I would do so uh, at such an early age. But like, it, it's fun. Right. So I took my time to kind of walk the building. I was looking at classrooms. I was peeking in classrooms. Of course, in the summer, everybody's building is in disarray. There's furniture sitting in the hallway. There's shipments of stuff coming in stripped floors so that they can get waxed uh people washing windows and your custodial crews uh fixing everything up to get ready for a new school year uh and so i got to walk around and everybody that i approached and that i met as i uh walked through the building i started to just say hey i just i want to know you i want to know your name and there were a couple people who were like you're not going to remember my name this building is so big and i said oh i'm committed to doing that um and so I started to ask people just just questions like, hey, what do you like about this building? What what keeps you coming into this building every single day? Uh, I would see some teachers who were in there doing curriculum work over the summer and preparing for the next school year. And I would sit with them uh, and just listen to their conversations. I didn't need anything. I didn't want to impede upon what they're doing. I just wanted to sit and listen and see how the collaboration was going on. Um, I would walk the outside of the building and, and, and look at all of the nooks and crannies and the places uh, that sometimes go unnoticed because we pass them every day and don't pay attention to them. I talk to the landscapers. I talk to the people who are maintaining our fields. I talk uh, um, uh, to the secretaries. I talk to our campus supervisors who uh, who are some of them are 12 months and I would uh, just ask them just stories like tell me some of the good things. Tell me some of the crazy things. Right. What can I expect when school opens in August or when all of the staff comes back a couple of days before school begins? What can I expect to see? And that took me the better of two weeks to just kind of work my way through the building. Uh, but like I said, I definitely tried to get lost. I took my keys out to see how can I, what door does this open? Where does this lead to? Up, oh, this leads to the roof or up, oh, this leads to a custodial closet or this leads to a hallway full of classrooms. Um, and so it was an exciting moment for me uh, as a first year principal. But one of the moments that I remember the most there was a teacher who had uh, who's been in the building uh, for a number of years. I mean, when I say seniority and legacy, like, yep, old, oldest uh, in, in terms of seniority and number of years in education, but also to the oldest in terms of being in the building uh, in that particular building, the longest. Uh, and I sat uh, with him for uh, I sat with him for a while. Um, I can't remember how long, but I kept stopping back because I just wanted to hear more and more stories. And I just continued to hear uh, how my building grew from a very small farming rural community uh, to a large suburban district uh, outside of the city of Chicago. And it was exciting to hear just the progression, uh, the growth spurts, the challenges, the additions to the building. I didn't realize that the size of my building uh, definitely was not what it was uh, years ago, um, but it grew. And there's so many different additions and so many uh, things that have happened and so many ideas that uh, came to the table and failed and some that came to the table and grew significantly. And um, my district definitely went on a growth spurt back in the early 2000s. Uh, and this area grew significantly. I mean, we were hiring or the district was hiring tons and tons of teachers and bringing people in. And one of the things about bringing people in is like you want them to know what they're coming into and what that history is. So it's valuing uh, the stories that people have to tell, valuing the traditions and valuing the understanding that there were things here before I got here. There were things here before the teachers who are currently here got here. Uh, and and hearing that is most critical and most important, uh, especially to making a positive impact on school culture. 
I don't want to go and try as a leader. I don't want to go and try to do some things that have already been done before because I potentially could get the same results uh, and or step in something that um, just it didn't work. It was like these are the reasons that it didn't work. So uh, let's try to avoid that at all costs and continue to, to work to think of new ideas and new innovative things to to move the district forward uh, and to move my building forward. So, again, listening to all of these stories and um, and hearing some of the. Um, again, the challenges, the ups and the downs, the positive things, the great things that have come out of it, but also to the great people that have come before uh, was probably the most important piece of being a school leader for me and continues to be. Uh, this past week at a board meeting, we celebrated uh, retirees, uh, people who have been with our district and were retiring and going off to whether it be with family, travel the world or what have you. Uh, and just listening to their stories from even other buildings and what people have gone through and what people have seen is definitely uh, something for the books. I, uh, when I was going through my bachelor's degree, history and and um, was my uh, was my focus. It was I taught fifth and sixth grade social studies, and <laughs> I just love learning about the world around me. Uh, and when I did fifth and sixth grade social studies, of course, I'm talking about the uh, the Native Americans and, um, you know, teaching them about Thanksgiving and historical figures and nothing, nothing current. I mean, I did current issues with them because I thought it was important for them to understand the world around them, especially in their own backyard. But to just on a, a, a bigger uh, perspective for them uh, to help get them engaged in, in civic engagement and, uh, and democracy and so forth. So I did a lot of that within the classroom. But I love history. Uh, I love hearing stories. I love being able to tell stories um, um, from my own perspective, but also to uh, my goal um, as the building leader is to continue to tell the story. Right. I'm documenting our story. I got social media going crazy uh, with just the amount of pictures and things that I post on there, uh, successes and um, um, and awards and recognitions and certain and things that uh, continue to. Uh, let people know what we do and what we do on the regular and for kids to be able to see their accomplishments uh, and people to be able to see it across the world or whoever decides that they want to follow um, the school and, and see what's going on. So uh, I'm documenting our story. I'm using technology to be able to do that uh, and engaging the community. And I think that that's important. But, man, I just that was that was it. I just had this thought of, of sharing history uh, and why it's so important as a school leader. Uh, this is not just for people coming into the profession of administration, uh, but also people who are currently there. Like it's not too late to begin uh, understanding and telling the story and listening and letting those stories come forth. Uh, I think it's very important uh, for people to, I definitely think it's important for people to be able to uh, to know, um, to hear, and to, to be able to chart a path forward based off of the histories and traditions that your school has. So uh, I encourage you, go out, talk to some people, especially if you're new coming into the profession, make it happen. Go listen to people uh, because some of the information that they have can help guide you and uh, who you are as a school leader and what story you will tell for your building. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen to another episode of Unapologetic Leadership. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus J. Beelan, or you can visit me on my website, drmarcusbeelan.com. I would love to connect with you. Remember, take care of yourself. Be well, stay safe, and be unapologetically you.